Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host the next greatest star of asmr dave <laughs> you're right there I'm too far away. <laughs> You're not too far away. You're fine. And I'm Mona Lisa, detective Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems. My spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour Provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. I'll be brief. Please give us your problems. We are now exhausted on listener problems. This week is our last available listener problem. Also, please review our podcast. Also, please follow us on Instagram. Also, please donate some money to us on Patreon, roughly the value of one cup of coffee or small beer per month to support us, or if not, listen to it for free. That's fine as well. Love you. <laughs> that was very brief. It was brief. Yeah, Maybe I, I should just do like that all the time. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Hi. Hi. We are back. Yeah. Again. I know we said definitely 100%, no matter what happens, there will be an episode last week. But life gets in the way sometimes, and that's okay. Uh, well, it really stresses me out to miss a, to miss a week. I'm obsessed with this, but Dave is like, it's okay, just, you know, it happens. Podcasts, Dave's like, oh, the podcasts I listen to, they sometimes miss weeks. No, I say they sometimes are like late a day. Don't think they ever miss a week. Oh my God, really? Now I'm even more stressed. The dollop misses weeks. No, I'm even more stressed about it. You don't need to be stressed about it. Oh, life just does get in the way. This is an advice podcast. Now, we are like sponges for emotional energy and if the sponge that you're using to do the dishes gets a little bit too full of dirty water doesn't do a very good job of cleaning and that wouldn't be fair to you that, it wouldn't be fair to me and it would not be fair to our wonderful listeners that is true I, mean, I think if there was a different type of podcast it would perhaps be more easier to come on and just like make stupid jokes and laugh but you kind of have to be quite on it to, 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 to talk about some of the issues that we talk about. So it is quite difficult if you're not in a place, like, emotionally, where you can be talking about them. That actually like, is. Like, I can't even watch a lot of Korean dramas recently because just people keep... Sad things keep happening and old men have dementia and it just it just makes me cry, so I can't watch them. Just take a minute. Don't jump her off. Just wait a minute. <laughs> I can't, I, for some reason, I can't speak when I'm doing this. There is a lot of emotional labour... In, involved in the podcast, you know, talking in depth about stuff on demand. And sometimes that emotional labour takes its toll when your life is terrible and you're garbage people who live in the gutter. Ugh, just also life's been very stressful. 
There actually has been things happening though. Uh, so, Lisa, do you, I don't want to overstep. Do you want to explain why we weren't able to do it last week? Well, I started a new job. Very suddenly. Yeah, very suddenly. Very, very which suddenly. Was, I was meant to start this week and I started last week and it was kind of, you know, along with all the rest of my work that I do, it was just a lot of... And it's important that we prioritise ourselves because we are very into radical selfishness now. Uh, are we? No. Um, but, you know, it's, you got to look after yourself and that's okay. It's like those those things you see on Instagram, like, I don't have to be there for you all the time. I have my own things to worry about and that's okay. That's okay, Lisa, that's okay. Right. But we will now be resuming our pledge to actually do episodes regularly. I, honestly, if it kills me, we're going to do it. Yeah, even if next week... Because this is the thing, I, I hate the idea of putting out a podcast where we're just going to be sitting like... Um. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? That's pretty shit, isn't it? Yeah. You should like, you know, just uh, do a face mask and like turn your phone off and just do some self care. Have a bath. We don't want to be like that. We want to be really involved in people's business, like a nosy bitches. I just don't have very many speeds. I'm either like zero or a hundred. That's true. So if I can't be a hundred, I like I don't want to be on here being zero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That. About, yeah, like now. <laughs> yeah, like now. Like right now, this second. So, uh, to recap, look after your mental health. Lisa has a new job. Sorry about last week. It'll be normal again soon, we absolutely promise. We're sorry. We're very sorry. Sure, we also in podcast related news. The reviews are in. The intros are good. Ah, yeah, people like the intros. Overwhelming good feedback about the intros. Kind of wish you'd said that earlier, guys. We had a bit of a paranoia about it, but... Oh, Berbatov's here. Fucking amazing. Uh, but, yep, the reviews are now in. Intros are good. That's good. Um, off the back of that, tell us what else you like about the podcast. Tell me what you don't like. Don't tell Lisa. She'll kill herself. <laughs> tell us what you want to hear. Yeah. Is there any changes you'd like to make? Any features, uh, game shows that we could bring in here? Mm. Giveaways. Who wants to win this fucking cat? Mm. A free cat. Mm. I a, feel a like free, that would... People would sue us. loud, annoying, smelly little bastard who I hate. But I love also, but I really hate him a lot today. So Because he's been very annoying today. And he's a way to do it right now. He's a way to ruin the podcast. Um, yeah, so if anyone has any other feedback, please tell us we're doing good. Also tell us what you'd like to see different. Mm, see different? Hear different. Hear, yeah, see, hear, you know, what you'd like to see when you're listening with your ears. I don't know, sharp. Shall we fire into our problems? Yes, please. Since you are just contributing nothing oh, to this. Oh, Belvatov's distracting me. Okay, we're going we're gonna to start now. This see. would have been more relevant a couple of weeks ago. But it's still relevant well, not now. Not even a week ago, just last week. Yeah, last week. That's right. Oh my God. Yes, this would have been more relevant last week, but it's always relevant, so here we go. Yep. Okay. Berbatov's got a lot to say. We're just going to... If you hear the noise in the background, you're just going to have to live with it. If you're going to write in criticism about the podcast, do not make it I can hear a cat going... <laughs> because that's just the noise he makes and no one can change that. Here we go. <laughs> <coughs> Dear Mona Lisa and Dave, what more can you vultures take from me? Will your torch-waving brigade of loony lefties ever end this pathological quest to see me and my innocent little children starving and destitute in the gutter? When will your lust for blood be sated, you monsters? It was supposed to be so different for me. 
I was already successful as a businesswoman, then I got to show the nation what I was made of on a syndicated TV show. From there, the requests came pouring in. Treasured TV shows needed my shoot from the hip, no bullshit attitude, and that's what they got. Any scroungers or immigrants needing put in their place got the business from me, let me tell you. And the virtue signalling Snowflake Brigade hated it. I was on top of the world. I had a regular column for the excellent and impartial news outlet The Mail Online. And my own radio show where people who enjoyed the sound of my voice as much as I do could listen to me quote unquote tell it like it is for hours. But the dream could not last forever. Maybe I got a little too real for them, but it's almost as if they just wanted a media-savvy contrarian to cause a bit of a buzz, and not a racist, dog-whistling, closet fascist aping white supremacist talking points to a massive audience. The complaints started to mount, the tides started to turn, and things really got bad when I got sued for mixing up genderqueer Twitter personalities and accusing them of vandalising a war memorial. How was I supposed to know which one was which? You all have the same haircut. I had the option, of course, of avoiding the court case by donating just £5 to a refugee charity, but given that I am a fascist hag who openly advocated for drowning migrants in the ocean rather than have my white western privilege threatened, of course, I chose not to. Now, the chickens have come home to roost. I'm off the radio, and I'm off the mainstream media, I don't care about those ones really, they're all run by globalists anyway. And by globalists, we all know I mean Jews but I'm practically bankrupt now. My dreams of converting the thick, passively racist gamins of Middle England into jackbooted thugs who can enforce my sexually charged fantasies of an insular, ethnically homogenous nation that went to church, left its doors unlocked, respected its elders and beat its wife have been crushed. My new job for fringe right-wing Canadian media outlet, Rebel Media, doesn't pay well. They keep trying to give me something called Bitcoin and offering me old Nazi war memorabilia, but they don't take that a cash for gold now, do they? The most attention I've gotten recently was for taking too much ketamine and flopping around in the dirt in South Africa. I used to be on this morning! Please help me. Tell your listeners to get out of their safe spaces and be more tolerant of me so I can get back on TV and tell everyone how the only way to deal with the Islamic invasion that's corroding our proud white heritage is by literally murdering them because they are subhuman parasites. And what's so bad about that? Free speech. Yours, Katie Hopkins. Was that true about she to avoid the court case she had to, she got the option to donate £5? Yep, £5. And she did not she do did it not and now do she's that. bankrupt? Yep. Wow. Hoisted mm-hmm. by her own petard, I feel. If anyone is not aware of the work of Katie Hopkins, excuse me, look at my coffee. Actually, no, it's tea, because the tea's piping hot. Um, <laughs> she is the only woman in the world who it is generally accepted that it's okay to insult looks-wise because she's a disgusting fascist. Oh, now, yeah. I'm not, I, well, I don't I advocate mean, that, but I see it a lot. No, I mean, she talks about, the way I see it is, she talks about how people look all the time. You know, she's got mm-hmm. this big thing about ginger babies. Yep. People with tattoos. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I mean, on obesity. Mm-hmm. You know, like she wouldn't hire anyone if she, there was obese. Yep. Well, you're not hiring anyone, are you? You're bankrupt, you stupid old bitch. Who's oh, all heard of Icarus? My boy Icarus. Right. 
So Katie Hopkins could, I think, have really easily rode out a long and fruitful career just saying enough awful things. Piers Morgan in it. To get exactly, to rile up the hogs. Yeah. Go and Piers Morgan, feigning ignorance, because everything these fucking absolute monsters say is bad faith. They know what they're doing, but they feign ignorance to a certain level to get away with it. She could have done that for a very long time, but she just couldn't keep the mask on. Yeah, she kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Did you ever see the clip? I think it's on This Morning, when she's talking about baby names. <laughs> That's when you knew with her. Right. Tell, tell everyone, tell everyone. Now I can't remember it all. Her daughter's called India. Right, this was it. She was talking about baby names that were places and stuff, yeah. dumb baby names. Yes. She has a big thing. She talks about this loads. I actually think I have some quotes about the baby names. Please swap those bad boys out. On children's names. A name for me, this is a quote by the way. A name for me is a short way of working out what class that child comes from. Do I want my child to play with them? Hi, this is my daughter, Charmaine. Hi, I hear. Hi, I'm thick and ignorant. This is another, this is a tweet. Children are named according to their parents' intelligence. They are a social marker, an indicator of vocab, manners, ability and respect. And then she got on this, I think she was on this morning, I think there was some sort of debate about names. And I don't know if it was specifically about children's named after places, but then it, it definitely devolved to that. And then I think it's Holly Willoughby was kind of like, isn't your daughter named India? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's straight up just like, you're dumb if you name your fucking kid after. I would never let my child play with a child who's named after a place. And they're like, yeah, your daughter's called India. She's a guess. But see that? That's see the, the, yeah. That ability to just look someone dead in the eye and be like, yes. Yeah, no, no, that's... I mean, honestly, you are... You that are, commitment to never change in your stance, no matter what, doesn't... You, that commitment to just being so... Uh, have your ears shut so much that I you'll never listen to anyone. I don't because that is... Pra- how is that not, like, a, a insanity, though? Like, how can you not be like, oh, yeah, I mean, children's names like that are dumb, and then you think, wait, I need my kid, this, and you'd be like, mm, yeah, I should shut up. Yeah. You know, how can you not go through that process? How can you just justify your own actions, no matter how exact they are, to this point, it's it's complete insanity. Because that is the modern condition. I know, but it's just insane. That's why we have, like, literally, you are, she's an actual white supremacist. She's now hanging out with the people that sent the fucking boats to the Mediterranean Sea to, like, sink the refugee boats and send ah, them back. Ah, is that them? She's hanging out with them. That is, that's her level now. She's like an alt-media person. Like, that's literally fucking where she's at now. And it happened like that. As soon as she, some of those cash girls got taken away, she was just like, right, where's the fucking Nazis? Let me get in there. I mean, it's interesting, though, because I remember I, the, the most I've seen of her was in Celebrity Big Brother when she was on. The reason I watched that was because Michelle Visage was on it. Yes. And people kind of criticised Michelle Visage because they kind of developed a kind of weird friendship. But mm-hmm. you could tell Michelle Visage was trying to be like, okay, this is a person. Mm-hmm. Let me try and see this actual person. Forget, yep. you know, and trying to look past some of these beliefs. Because in a way, Michelle Visage was kind of, was really naive about it. Like, mm-hmm. she kind of felt like not, and it was almost like she could think, like, if I could just reach her or if I could just, surely everyone's, surely no one thinks that. Mm-hmm. Like, surely, surely there's some sort of goodness there. Yeah. But Katie Hopkins is, is really remarkable in her 
resolution to be awful. Yeah, she is. A, she's just the absolute fucking. And worst. that's you know what's remarkable about her. Yeah. The 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 kind of layers of weird uh, of awful opinion she has. Yeah. You know, like the the just like they were reading there about the ginger babies, mm. about obesity, about tattoos, about immigrants, about baby names. About you know, it covers so many topics. She really just. It's a real plethora of horrible opinions. She's been known for her, like, kind of social opinions for a while, but she's mm. really moved. Like, when she was in South Africa, um, I believe she was put, she was there, you know, when she took the ketamine and flopped about on the hot on the ground, had a, Which a is lot of fit. Iconic. Stuff. Yeah, iconic, of course. Um, she went there to do a documentary about the the, the Nazi myth, because this, this is a really standard, like, white supremacist, Nazi fascist myth that. There's some sort of actual white genocide in South Africa that the white farmers are being killed. Ah, okay. okay. The white farmers. Now, please, fucking good God, feel free to Google it. There is a million fucking pure guardian fucking liberal think pieces going. Actually, this is why Katie Hepkins is wrong. No, it's a fucking bullshit. It's not fucking happening. It doesn't, it's not even happening. But they're just letting her do that. And this is what fucking gets my goat about people like Katie Hopkins so much. Is this thing of like, well, you got to hear both sides, hmm? Someone's on TV going like that. Uh, hey, what's up? Like, uh, black people in America get killed by the police at an alarming rate. Uh, we need to dismantle fucking state-sponsored racism. And she and someone's like, well, we need to get an opposing viewpoint. Here is this frothing at the mouth racist bitch to perpetrate fucking this bullshit myth that has been used to solidify white power since fucking day dot. Well, yeah, and what's always so funny about that, right? You'll have, for example, like a. Uh and just take the race, the racial issue in America. Uh-huh. They'll have like on the side saying, arguing about the kind of state-sponsored racism. They'll have like a professor yep. of like cultural studies from like Northwestern University or something. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you'll have some like racist, like alt right yeah. media head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, why are you at? Why well, yeah, you, you don't, you don't those need to balance the scales? Well, no, this is the, it's like you're literally you're having someone who's like an educated academic person who knows what they're talking about, mm. and someone spewing hate speech. That's the thing. See, even perhaps if and if I, I mean, I agree with you about the both sides, but even my issue a lot is you're acting like the both sides that you're having are equal. You're, it's like. A, a rational person and a, a, and a and a an insane person having an argument. Mm-hmm. Like one person is not is not talking about facts and rationality. They're just spewing hate. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not even you're. You know what I mean? It's two completely different conversations. Yeah. I, what bothers me about it is, it's like you met like an old man down the pub and he's like, "Alright, son. Yeah, you know that nine eleven. It was the Chinese that done that." You'd be like, "Okay, you're fucking crazy." But now because. The establishment political discourse has been like it's such a sycophantic, simpering little pap mm. that like the the more that we move right, the more like well we just got you know well we just got to find common ground with these people like literally people up here marching on the streets, fucking flooring up Hitler signs and talking about fucking like white genocide and stuff, and the Overton windows just shifted towards them. Well, we have to appease those people so we can have the racist death camps, but also how about we have a coding initiative for bright teenagers, <laughs> right? And it's just like, oh my god, stop hearing these people out. Mm. I like people. There's a lot of like fuss gets made about deplatforming. Oh, let's deplat. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? All the universities deplatforming these people. 
how, what, why do people think they've got a God-given right for paid speaking engagements? Well, why do they, Like, free speech doesn't mean you get to be on the TV. doesn't mean you get a fucking slot on Newsnight. Right. You can go tell your fucking kids all you want about your fucking well, calipers you use to measure black people's right. heads to measure their intelligence. Well, what I don't understand is inciting violence and inciting hate and using your words at times has been a criminal offence. Look at someone like Charles Manson, mm-hmm. seemed to be one of the most evil men in the world, right? Got to hear both sides, though. Well, this is it, though. Didn't so get I'm a fair like, go of it, did he? Oh, well, we should get I mean, him on honestly, the news. see now, yeah, we should. I mean, I think murder is bad, so how about we get me on one side of the screen, then we get fucking Charles Manson on the other side of the screen, and we'll be like, well, the truth's probably somewhere in the middle. Completely, and okay, that's, so that's the I think murder. I think no one should get murdered. He thinks 50 people should get murdered. What's halfway? 25 people. We'll murder 25 fucking pregnant celebrities. Shall we do that? Because we have to meet in the middle somewhere. Got to hear him out. <laughs> but that is, and it's, it is, it's, it's so weird with that, though. I'm just like... But it's because people are so afraid to take a stand, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like, those kind of media outlets, like... Yeah. like you know, anything on TV or any sort of media outlet. It's because if they say you can't do this because you have those views, then yeah. that's them taking a stand on the left or taking a stand yeah. this far on mm-hmm. the left or whatever. And it's like, they're too scared to do that because they're too scared to alienate a certain readership. But yeah. it's like, that just needs to be done. Yeah, I agree. Like, you need to just, you know, put your fucking money where your mouth is. Also, can I just say, <laughs> if we are going, if, if it has to be got here both sides... If you're going to have fucking Richard Spencer, Milo Yiannopoulos, Steve Bannon, Katie Hopkins, fucking Lauren Southern, whatever these fucking million identical fucking right-wing grifters are, mm. if you're going to have them on TV talking about their fucking race extermination, then I want a Marxist-Leninist on the other side of the screen. Not some fucking grey, shapeless fucking libidem blob. Right, well this is a... Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. This, the, isn't, it's never equal of who they invite. Never. It's always just like... Oh, I don't know. That's the thing as well. That's the problem with the media now as well. They're so it's so stupid. Oh, it's so like but it's all, all you have to that... do is take take a skinhead, right? Take a fucking full swastika tattoo, fucking killed seven people, dumb skinhead, right? Let him grow his hair out, put a suit on him, and he'll have an article on the front cover of the like, Time Supplement being like, "Oh, Britain's dapper new face of the right." I mean, not all skinheads are racist. Though. Get, I mean, a bad one. I'm saying one with a swastika um, tattoo. If a skinhead has a swastika tattoo, it's usually okay. a safe bet. Right. You could be reformed. Right. So, no, I I agree with that. But, oh, no, what was I about to say? I thought... Do go on. Oh, no. No, my brain's just, like, stopped working. So you were at 100 a minute ago, you went oh, back to zero. Oh, no. Shall I to get shy? Should, yeah, some, should I say going, some more things? Going. I have a passion project in mind. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, I don't know if you going, could tell yeah. from my tone. That annoys me because we have like sanitized like all it took all it took for Richard Spencer to be in a magazine cover was for him to fucking fit his barrelly chested body into a fucking corduroy jacket. Ah, but this is what I'm saying though. It's because media and it's the world now, they give in to those common denominator. They like it's like the social media has became Allowed the, the 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 kind of group the, the 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 kind of world at large to be the sort of dictator of these sort of things, mm-hmm. and you know what? People grouped together are dumb. Yeah. So why are you allowing this? Like ugh. this thing of this got to hear about. Got to get everyone has a have platform of free speech. What is the point in taking? Some, Katie Hopkins, right? 
and it's just as an example of how, how she thinks, is sitting saying, people who call their children after a place are stupid. My daughter's called India, and she refused point blank to make that connection. That is the sort of person she is. Do you think she's going to give a, an inch of ground well, on any of her wrong, bigoted, Nazi beliefs? No. And that's the problem with everyone now. No, It's bad faith. It's if everyone is invo- in, in taking part in a bad faith discourse. But I, I ha- might have some strong beliefs. I'm willing to listen. Not to you right now because I am shouting about <laughs> something. But in general, you can get through to me, right? But what well, can I just say though? Look at that point you're making. Forget her horrible beliefs. She's she's someone that shouldn't be on the TV. As as like she she claimed she was some sort of journalist. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you could be that dumb sitting there having the argument about the the con the concept of naming your kid after a place and your kid is named India and you're not making that connection that you're just dumb mm-hmm. you're that dumb and you're that blind that you can't understand that and make that connection why are you even on TV giving your opinion about anything like that's what's dumb about it these people aren't the best public speakers they don't have anything to say about the world they're just spewing hate but part of it's people get them on because they're like we still live in this world. It's still very, like, 90s almost. It's, like, that very, like, controversial, you know, like the pure Jerry Springer thing, like, get people on to say the craziest, most controversial things. But I'm like, you you don't understand that that's had an effect on the world. Mm-hmm. Now doing that, you're fucking warmongering. You're, it's dangerous to do it that. It is dangerous. And that's the thing as well, especially for, like, online news. That's such a bad world because the hate clicks are an actual business model. Oh, completely. Like, if you work for any kind of online publisher, that is part of your strategy. Make sure we get the pure Katie Hopkins articles out there, even though we're a big fucking soft, liberal fucking platform, because we need that hate click revenue. If you're putting things out there that are that fucking vile just to get the hate clicks, you're essentially profiting from, like, the normalisation of fucking fascist ideas. And I, I, I know I'm saying fascist a lot. Katie Hopkins is a fascist. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, so the thing with Katie Hopkins is, though, why do you think she's like that? If we were to try and break down her, you know, why she why she is the way she is. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's a curveball. Oh, yeah, well, we'll think about it. Why? We'll try to give her advice. Mm. I think it's a combination of like it's it's easy to it's easy if you feel aggrieved and it's easy if you are stupid and it's easy if you've been given privilege for free and someone's questioned that. I think that makes it easy for you to believe the, the, the quite extreme right wing things. Oh yeah, and so much of this problem I think today that we live in, like people are so aggressive and everything, is to do with them protecting their own privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, that is the most terrifying concept to yeah. to many people. Yeah. The fact that they their 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 privilege may come in question. It's yeah. it's so terrifying. It it leads them to lash out. And everyone is now. It, it's fine to just be a hypocrite. It's being a hypocrite is fine. Um, fucking not doing what you say is completely fine. So do and you think that part of that... Such an extreme... Well, do you think part of that that make... We kind of live in a world where a lot of this is kind of acceptable. People just lean into it. People lean into it. Like, it's just like... They're like, well, well, it's fine. It's, it's okay to be like... Well, this, nice. so I'm just going to do it. Isn't it. I can just do what I want. Well, I can just do what I want. Say what I want. Think what I want. And there's this, like... Like logical like there's like a shield around my stupid ideology which makes it impervious to bullets because 
ultimately there's there's never anything that will stick to the and change my ideology you shouldn't think like that well you're just saying that because george soros paid you you're a deep state agent you're one of the globalist pedophiles and then oh, of course cool. the free well, speech that, argument is always rolled out yeah well you can't prove that but you can't not prove it and that's the important thing isn't it hmm? mm. and free speech fucking free speech do you know what i fully support the idea of deplatforming them like, I'm not saying cut Katie Hopkins' tongue out. This isn't Saudi Arabia. I'm saying, do you know what? Don't put her on TV. Don't pay her for her, her opinions. People don't want them enough. That's what t- TV is a fucking supposedly a meritocracy, isn't it? You're meant to put people that are popular on there to get people to fucking tune in. Well, do you know what? The experiment is over, Katie Hopkins. You lost. You're not popular because you are a fascist. Get the fuck out of here. Stop crying about free speech. I don't see a fucking, again, I don't see Marxist Leninists getting a fucking 10 minute slot on the Katie Hopkins radio show to talk about seizing the means of production. Do you? So, oh, I thought you were a free speech advocate, Katie Hopkins. No, you're a fucking washed up hag. And I hope, I hope to God that you do die in the gutter. I really do. Yeah, Deserved. Same. It's funny. I know she's got f- kids, but if they're old enough to be racist now, they have to go too. Sorry. Yeah, who cares about kids? Our kids yeah. are ruined. They're never going to not be like her. Absolutely. Um. It, so this is the thing. I am. Um... How do you feel about this whole thing? Because I'm just shouting about. Stuff. Yeah, you are. It's very overwhelming. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good though. Um. I just I don't know. For me, you know, I always try and work people out. Yeah. Um. Katie Hopkins is kind of a... I don't really fully understand her. She's definitely got a lot of grievances that I think she feels, but she covers that with, like, this extreme bravado. Mm. Um, You know, like, she kind of acts like, no, people feel sorry for themselves, and people shouldn't be this. But in a way, I think she actually feels the most sorry for herself. But doesn't everyone now just feel the most sorry for themselves all the time? That that person that we're talking about, that aggrieved, vicious, mean, la-la-la, I can't hear you, my fingers in your ears, what about Venezuela? Oh, no, but see, when someone's hateful like that, like they hate hate people of different races or immigrants or anything like that, it is always to do with themselves. Like, if anyone has views like that, it should always be viewed as a representation of themselves. Yeah. Because ultimately, that is probably the biggest reason why people have those views. Mm. They feel aggrieved. They feel like, oh, life isn't exactly as I want it to. I don't have as much things as I want to. I'm not as rich as I should be Mm. because I'm so great and no one can see it. So it must be the fault of the immigrants. Can I just mention as well, it's very specifically talking about people like Katie Hopkins, media people with that sort of belief set. Mm. I just want to specify as well, a few years ago, someone worked out that it's profitable to sell that. And that's a lot of the reason they have these beliefs as well. Half of them, I don't even think, believe it. Oh, yeah, completely. I do think They're that grifters. as well. They're absolute grifters. Yeah, no, I think definitely they say what they know will cause a reaction in people. Well, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, who thought he... A, a great example, right? Milo, a fascist. Just because he's gay, just because he's Jewish, you can go look at his old MySpace pictures of him fucking cutting about with an iron cross on and fucking giving Hitler salutes and everything... They love to reference fucking 1488. They're fascists. They love to play. They love to play in dog whistle with actual like proper white supremacist fucking jackboot thug, like imagery, wording, phrases, things like that. And look what happened to him. He got deplatformed, admittedly because he was a gay man, 
that's why it was a lot easier to get the mud yeah. to stick to him. And it, his his mob obviously turned on him a lot fucking quicker than they have done on anyone else. But like, he's just off in obscurity now. That is a job well done. You don't invite these people onto your TV shows. You don't think, well, you don't be arrogant enough to think, well, if I just debate them in publicly, they'll be absolutely savaged by my logical bullets. Well, don't you think that's a little rich to say that? No, that doesn't fucking work, because these people are impervious to arguments. What they need to be is number one, silenced, number two, ridiculed, and number three, violently suppressed. That's it. End of story. Okay, I don't remember where I was, my point that I was trying to make. I have points to make. You interrupted me. You do. Um, I guess, though, with Katie Hopkins, though, because it's less about her views, though, and more about, for me, her vicious obsession with expressing those views. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because you know what? There's plenty of people with awful views, right? Mm. And views probably, probably a lot more people than we'd like to think have views like her. Yeah. But what is her obsession with the, you know... It's like, you know, the bit on, was it Family Guy, when the guy's, like, showing the kids, and he's just, yeah, like, she's smashing, smashing it in your face, face. yeah. Yeah, the, yeah that, it's like she's that, with her opinions. You can just imagine yourself, like, trying to make toast in the morning, and she's just standing next to you in your kitchen with a megaphone, just shouting yeah, about, that's fucking, basically shouting what she's about like. like, the Islamic invasion or whatever. Like... I my, my granddad said this to me once, my granddad was a racist, mm-hmm. and he said to me once, uh, when I was really younger in the car, you know, David, you know, by the time you get older, we're all going to be brown. And that's a very popular racist thing to say. I am older now and everyone's still white. So fuck you, granddad. But like, that's the sort of shit that we're talking about here. That's the kind of idea, that, 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 that one of many notions just continues like, the white race is going to be wiped out. We're going to be extinct. We're fucking 90% well, of the population was, I was, in Scotland. I was talking still. to you about Anne Hathaway's speech at wherever she was talking about. And, you know, there's, uh, again, not particularly a fan of Anne Hathaway, but, you know, she, that speech she kind of gave was was kind of, uh, when she talked about that myth where it's like other races sort of circling whiteness and like, you know, it, it's that thing where it's like it, it, the perception and reality are two very different things. Mm. It, it is, again, it's like the whole thing about men being oppressed. It's as ridiculous as white people being oppressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, with Katie Hopkins, I don't know. I, I just find it so interesting that she is the way she is. I don't know why it is. Do you think she wanted power and that's how she saw she would get it? I would suspect it's that. She found that she got sort of power and attention when she expressed these opinions. So she just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. I think you're totally, you know, like a totally kid, right. Yeah. Like a kid that swears first in school. Mm. So a really kind of extreme racist form of racist development. Yeah, because she's very immature, actually, Mm. like all people that act like that. Because you're right, you can't talk to them. There's no rationality in their arguments. And they take it to these levels that you're just like, it's like fully like you're arguing with a, you you know what I mean? You're arguing with a dog. Mm. Um, and, And again, it's just her weird thing just goes to so many levels and like... Oh, like she wouldn't hire obese people because they give the wrong oppression, she said. She hates people calling themselves full-time mummies. She hates people that breastfeed in public. She hates... She hates everything you're fucking racist. Well, she hates working women. Well, she really hates women, so obviously that's a huge... So what's her issue there? She hates herself, probably. Yeah, she hates herself. Yeah. Yeah, so it really all probably stems from, like, a deep-seated self-hatred. What would be your advice to her? I mean, honestly, stick your fucking head in the oven. Boom. Um, 
I, I, you know what it is? I feel, I really hate people like her. I, and I just, you know, I really hate the way she comments on people like tattoos and obesity, how people look like, oh, the world will see you like this. And I'm like, do you know what I really hate about people like that? Like, who told her that hair looked good? Or that face? Like, honestly, could she have a pure, less of an old leathery face? Now, again, I don't like talking about how people look like that. Yeah. But I'm just like, where do you get off speaking about people's weight or tattoos or the colour of their hair when you look like that? Plus, she's totally wrong about that because I have tattoos and I am a beast and the world looks at me like I'm a motherfucking snack. <laughs> Every day. I mean, in reality, I, I, she, someone needs to. What ha- What's wrong with her? What happened to her? What made her like this? Because ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, we should just fucking kit detoxing off kit. We should pity someone like her to be to live. That's probably she looks like that. She looks like an old prune because she's so full of anger. Like she's such an angry, hateful person. Oh yeah, like twice a day she goes to the bathroom and like vomits like boiling black acid because that's the hate coming out of her. Oh, heart. wildly! And it's like, imagine living a life like that where you just are so venomous. It's just, it's, it's. She's a really detestable human being. Mm. And now I guess it's like people. I guess she's getting her. It's I guess karma has finally. Yeah. Do you know what? The best thing about this all, and we'll need to move on from it soon, but the best thing about it, she could have avoided all of this. Well, that to me, that to me is ridiculous. Firstly, it was, oh, well, I forget, Jack, is it? Jack Monroe. Jack Monroe, that's it. Yeah. And so she was the one who was wrongly accused. They were the one who were wrongly accused. Who? They. Oh, sorry. They were, so they were wrongly accused because it was, she was actually talking about Laura Penny, right? She, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Katie Hopkins was talking about Laurie Penny, but tagged Jack Monroe because, as she wrote in her letter, her words, not mine, uh, you all have the same haircut. Right, and so Jack Monroe said, I will not take this any further if yeah. you... donate a five, five or to a refugee charity. I mean, so, I mean, really, big up Jack Monroe for that. Like, that was a really big gesture mm-hmm. to just... I mean, really handled very classily. Like, yeah. really, like, what a class act to oh, just t- handle it like that. I'll tell you what, as well, about Jack Monroe, she probably just, they are probably just sitting, just being like, ah, the sweet smell of success. Because now they get to put an article in The Guardian being like, actually, I just feel really sorry for Katie Hopkins now. Like, what a fucking vicious own that is. Oh, wildly. Like, you wildly. fucking, you, you absolutely destroy her in the courts, you leave her destitute. And then you get to put an article being like, oh, I'm just really feeling really Well, no, sorry I don't even think, to be honest, I don't think, I don't even think, I think she genuinely does feel a bit I know, but I like to think of, that I would do that as an own because well, I'm a but bad the, person. But the problem is there, though, it's like, she literally, Katie Hopkins literally could have, she, oh my God, I sorry, I just can't believe that. She literally is that dumb and proud that she, what was she thinking? She was thinking she was going to win. She was thinking that like her, she was thinking that the safety net of all her fucking like bigoted, bigoted fans would rally and support her, give her like a Patreon or a a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or something to make sure she was like, she thought her lawyer was going to swan in there and the judge was going to go, I'm sick of these liberal freaks, you know, pedos anyway, case dismissed that she was going to win triumphantly. 
as a victory for free speech. Right. I but mean, then, and know, that didn't happen. That did not happen. I guess in a way, though, the scary part is, is there is stuff like that that has happened. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, God, she maybe, I mean, she actually could have won, to be honest. Yeah. But Stranger things have happened. Yeah, totally. But she didn't. And Jesus. Right. <laughs> like, also, she said she was a businesswoman before. What mm. kind of business does she have? She was on The Apprentice. But, but that's not a, a job. I don't know what she was a bit. She was a bo- hashtag boss bitch. Ah, okay. She was a, a, a big business girl. Right. She drove a rover and went to conferences. I don't right, because she she's like, well, when I had my baby, I was back in my suit making cash money, bitches. Hates working mums, though. Yeah, hates working mums. So who knows? Anything else to add? You, so you, she, you know what's so dumb about her, though? She hates working mums and she also hates stay-at-home mums. Just hates mums. <laughs> you can't, things. You don't can't don't have babies. Well, then how will the white race su- survive? But also, Again, another hi- hypocrisy. Don't uh, breastfeed them either in another public. Yeah. Only in your own yeah. house. Go and sit in a toilet. The fact that we make women sit in a toilet with a baby. Right, people shit there. It's shot. I, I, you know, I never really even thought about that. There is poo particles in the air in those toilets. Well, seriously, people are so fucking precious around babies. Like, you can't say that you hate them because then you're a monster. But they make them, like, sit where people shit to eat. Good God. Okay, just enjoy bankruptcy. I mean, I really just genuinely from the bottom of my heart hope that you get on a refugee killing boat and it sinks and you drown. Because that would be actual karma. Not just getting made bankrupt, but drowning in the Mediterranean Sea. You have to watch with these people, though, them dying, though, because then they could become some sort of, like, you know... Martyr. Yeah, and that's what you don't want. Imagine Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Perry. I mean, fuck her also. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Katy Hopkins, take Katy Perry with you as well. Yeah, do. Please do. Right, shall we move on? Yeah, yes. Cool. Alrighty, this is a listener problem. Oh, okay. I will definitely shout a lot less about this. Okay. I promise. Cross my heart. Here we go. Hi. I love your podcast. Thanks. Three years ago now, my best friend, who was living in a different city to me, got pregnant to her housemate. They were very casually sleeping together. He had even told another friend he didn't want to be with her before she got pregnant. It was a hugely stressful time for her. She was 19, had at the time poorly managed borderline personality disorder, smoked way too many bongs and drank her in a bottle of wine a night. Baby Daddy was very supportive of whatever decision she wanted to make, but once suggested he didn't know if she'd cope with an abortion. Throughout the pregnancy, they began a relationship, but fought all the time. They have very different ideas on heaps of subjects. For example, she doesn't eat meat, but he thinks we need, air quotes, meat, and actually wouldn't eat a meal without it, to the point where she cooks two meals every night. This is where my problem starts. They now have lived together for two years, are currently renovating a house they own, and clearly have the most beautiful little boy together, but I fucking hate baby daddy. (laughs) I try to be understanding. He grew up in a very closed off area. It's okay for people to like different things, have different ideas, etc, etc, but he is a sexist. She does all the cooking, cleaning, and 95% of caring for the child. She also works four days a week. He has fuck all social skills and sits out in his shed smoking weed as soon as dinner is done. Oh my god. Shows her no affection or thanks for everything she does. 
I get the feeling she's in denial about how unhappy she is, but feels trapped there due to house and child. A tiny bit of support is better than no support, right? Well, I think wrong. I really want to bring up with her how shit I think her relationship is, but also feel like it's not my place, and I really don't want to put any pressure on her mental health. She is stable, but it's a serious illness, and she can go back to a very dark place very quickly. What should I do? Continue to watch her in what I think is a shit relationship, or call it out and watch her life fall apart. Also, we still live in different cities, so I can't give much support. Oh, okay, I have a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. I had a lot of feelings about racists. You've got a lot I of feelings about this. I have a lot of feelings about Jesus, this. Jesus, take the wheel. So, firstly, advice-wise, I'll give that later. First, I just want to talk about the issue at hand. Now, and it's so funny, right? Because how often do you hear that exact same story? Well, I hear it every week because we watch a show about um, Korean people <clears throat> who like come on the TV show and complain about their families. One, that's yeah, always that. Uh, there's week. a show that actually really ins- big uh, was one of the big inspirations for our podcast, as well as like iconic agony ants. It's okay, Lisa. You can say it. It bigly influenced our podcast. That's a word now. It's okay. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm making it official now. <laughs> bigly. So basically, it's a show where people come on with problems. They 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 have problems, and then the person who the problems about is in the audience, and everyone kind of discusses the problem. Now, I I would say like eighty five percent, possibly more, of these problems is a wife whose husband is an asshole. Yep, and it's literally the same story. And I would say number one in the justifications that men give is that they can't help with the kids or the housework or the cooking or the cleaning or anything, you know, even just talk to her or spend time with her or do anything Mm -hmm. because they are so tired from work. And then that also justifies their extreme drinking or hobbies, obsessive hobbies that they have, like golfing or swimming or swimming, fishing or whatever the fuck they do because they need to relax from work. Now, what's always funny is... Honestly, what it is honestly like, I would say like eighty, like fucking seventy percent of the times after that, it is revealed that the woman also works as mm-hmm. well as like looking after the kids and everything. Oh, every single time. Also, every time. I work. I run like I own a restaurant or something. You're like, yeah, Holy every shit. time. And it's and it's obviously the, the conversation's a bit different there because in Korea, it's there is still quite a heavily traditional culture, and there is isn't as much challenge to the patriarchy although in this show they do they do talk about it quite a lot and they do pretty heavily criticize, criticize very patriarchal men um so it's a bit different but and i obviously went through this in my own life like seeing women that get treated like this mm. and i know it's very difficult because i do appreciate my man <laughs> um <laughs> And I know that, like, I know Dave's sitting right there, but I know Dave treats me very well and I know a lot of people don't get treated like that and I know I'm very lucky for that. So I guess it could seem like it's very easy for me to say, like, leave him or whatever. I'm a king because I do the bare minimum. But (laughs) um, so many people I know, and I think every woman listen to this, will know a woman that just gets treated like shit. Now, I get it. I, I get how terrifying it is to be alone. And I... Especially as you get older. 
and you start to be like, oh, I'm not as pretty as I once was. I'll never find a man again. I'll be alone. And it's that terrifying thing that we all grow up with as, as women, this perception of the hag, the old spinster. The fact, like, to a woman, when you're younger, the idea of being older and alone is literally the most terrifying thing. Because, you know, let's face it, it goes even back to when women were burnt as witches for that. It goes back to the, the most terrifying thing in the world, the creepiest, the actually, you know evil is an old woman alone you know it's like this this and you we still feel that even now this this fear that if we're alone we're somehow wrong so you, that feeds into it and also i can't understand what it would be like to have children and be and face that alone i did grow up in with a single parent in a single parent household and i get how tough that is but i would say that from living in a situation that it's negative and with a partner that you're fighting all the time and your life it, it actually is making your life harder you may think that being on your own is the worst situation but you're probably already in the worst situation and this is what i just don't understand and again i i obviously the problem here is men right the problem here is men oh sure it is yeah but i'm speaking to the women of the world when i say you we as women need to stop putting up with that if if your man doesn't treat you well don't fuck him don't be with him mm. but then that was that was always my line right but then i'm like oh god now we have incels so if we don't fuck them we're not with them then they're just going to be incels and try and murder us or whatever mm. so really we can't win but <laughs> we can't allow ourselves to be treated like that though we oh, it's so difficult. What did you have anything to say in this? Because I feel like I'm just spiraling now. This has been Letters to Lisa, a single person advice podcast. <laughs> good rant. Really liked it. It was a really good one. Um, so, couple of talking points here. Men ain't shit. Men are trash. Yeah. Uh, those are givens. I also am trash. It's okay for me to say that because I recognise that I am trash. Not looking for brownie points here. I think. Here is a problem. There are aspects of this guy's behaviour which are unique to him and terrible. There are aspects of his behaviour which are going to be present in 90% of men. I don't know if he's like roughly the same age. What do you think? Sounds young. Mm. Smoking weed in the shed. I don't know, that sounds kind of old. Oh, maybe it does actually. They have yeah. a shed. I mean, yeah, because they're renovating the house. Where'd, how'd they get the money to buy a house? They must know. be older. Yeah, maybe not. Is it the because kids, we're kids... older and we don't have a house? Yeah, just, don't be better right. just because I'm we're better. poor as shit. All right? Some people have nice supportive families and stuff, or just jobs or whatever. You know? <laughs> um, ah, such a tricky one. Really tricky because... Well, you're right. Wait, wait, okay, I, here, here's, the, here's the tea, right? Here's the fucking straight up tea. You had your turn. Um, right. Yeah, that's right. You just got fucking shushed. <laughs> They've if got you, the biggest eye roll there. If, no one can see that, but it was it was huge. They could, yeah, they could, they could, the air was taken out of the room enough they could hear it. If you tell your friend that you hate your boyfriend, you risk making yourself the, the, the target here. I don't know how invested she is in this guy. I don't know how scared she would be to be on her own without him. I don't know how much she relies on him, even though he is toxic. And I don't know if you can uncouple that without getting caught up in it and becoming the enemy. 
that is the, the problem with these situations because that does happen 100% and to be honest I would say that you have to be very cautious with this and I don't think to be honest no matter how you care about someone and mm. I hate this because I don't want this to be true but you can't actually tell people to like you can't just say like your boyfriend's an asshole you should leave him or whatever that is you overstepping and yes I would even if it's very true and it definitely is true oh no and I would 100% be where you are I'm like I want to tell if he's an asshole like I need to step in here but you can't it is her life and sometimes people are actually in the relationship or in the situation because of that negativity some people consciously or unconsciously are like feeding into that drama and that's what they're there for you know, I think sometimes people stay in bad relationships and everything because they kind of they're addicted to that kind of mm-hmm. negativity. And and yeah, of course that's not healthy, but that's kind of something that you can maybe help give someone a little nudge to kind of change that behaviour. But ultimately, they have to like they're going to have to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think you could maybe express to her your concerns. And, you know, see how she, what, what does she feel about it? Does yeah. she know he's an asshole? You know, this, and you know what? Hey, maybe we're, maybe we're destroying this guy and maybe he's not that bad. He maybe it's, is. well, yeah, probably. But maybe it's just the fact that the two of them don't work. Cause that's something that I find a lot of the time. It's like, yeah, we can judge someone as a person and maybe they just seem like an asshole or whatever. Mm. But ultimately, in a, any relationship, it's about the people working together. You know, these people clearly do not mesh. Like, seriously, she's making two meals. Yeah. And let alone the fact that she has to do all the cooking. Right. It's like, that. it's not... But you know what the worst part about this is? Some people will just live their entire lives like that. Mm. They will just live an entire life unhappy in a really frustrating, (sighs) angry relationship. And you know what? There's nothing you can do to stop them. And... You know, the the person that submitted the letter, I, I, I mean, I really kind of understand where she's coming from because for me personally, that's like so frustrating. Yeah. I would just want to like button. Yeah. And I think, I think like there's, there's definitely an element that you can button. Now, I'm not saying like just fucking go and dry and just be like, hey, your boyfriend sucks. You should leave him. But I think, like, if you were to start feeling out how she feels about maybe that's what I said, yeah, criticism of the boyfriend. Also, you know? I mean, like, build oh, up hey, her confidence. It seems like you do an awful lot around here. Do you need a hand with that? Why isn't he helping? Or yeah, definitely plant some seeds. Or also just try and build up her confidence a little bit. Yeah, also that. Yeah, like the some people. Oh, that's a much better bit of advice than what I was given. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, yeah, some some people get very their perspective is kind of skewed when they're in a situation. Yeah. You know, perhaps she doesn't see her worth and see that she can be treated better, you know? Wow, I can't believe you do all this stuff. You're so brave and well, strong. I mean, it's it's like I have a friend that like I file, file that their boyfriend doesn't treat them as well as they should. Mm-hmm. And to me, it upsets me. You know what I mean? I care about this person and I think they should have, they're awesome and they should have an awesome partner that tells them how great they are. And when I see their boyfriend not doing that and treating them like shit, I just am like, why are you letting someone treat you than less than the fucking queen that you are mm. you know because and so maybe if you go down that route because she might not even realise and that is the case with a lot of people that are in quite negative relationships sometimes mm-hmm. they just they they forget that like there's there's other better people out there in the world yeah 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sure if she... She probably doesn't even remember what it's like to be treated well by a man. Oh, I know. Did she, I mean, did she even ever Well, maybe know? not, because she's so young. I oh, know, they're really young, yeah. So I think, does she have anything to compare that to? Is there any way of saying, like, you know, this isn't what things are supposed to be like? Yeah. Because that's the thing, she's, it's so much so young. But, you know, it's so difficult, because the idea of suggesting that anyone to, to end the relationship is is so scary, you know, yeah. that the unknown is so terrifying. Totally. But again, like I said, sometimes the unknown isn't the worst. The, the situation you're in is the worst. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it just, like, her life would be freer. She would to have to cook two meals. She wouldn't be fighting all the time. She wouldn't live in that negativity. Yeah. But I do think building up her confidence is the best way to do yes. it. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. That is a fucking good bit of advice. Build up her confidence. Gently broach the fact that she is doing maybe more and working harder than she should be. Help her Help her stand up for herself. Yeah. Help her, help her define her boundaries mm. for like, you know... Does she have boundaries for not doing everything? You know, Can help I, her come to that conclusion. Do you know what? I was going to bring this up earlier when you were talking about, like, you know, don't fuck bad men or whatever. Mm. Um, that is obviously good advice. However, what she hasn't talked about is, I don't know if there's if there's ever any sort of level of, like, you know, physical or, or mental abuse in this relationship. Yeah, I, I did Obviously that, that doesn't count. This is a very, that's a very different situation. Yeah. Don't, Make a stand, take a stand against the man who is likely to hurt you. That's very of, bad. Yeah, advice. yeah. Uh, and in this situation, it sounds like I'm not saying there is something abusive going on, but it sounds like there's certainly a recipe for it. Like, do you I know don't the conditions are set? No, patriarchal man. Well, someone not all ne- extra to be honest. Work, I don't even think and cooking. I don't even think he sounds Nick, but probably patriarchal by proxy in a way. I don't think. He sounds from from my my perception when you read that out. He didn't seem like particularly that aggressor or anything. To me, he seemed like a kid who's in a situation way over his head mm. that he doesn't want to be in. Yeah, like you know, he they were young, mm. so they were nineteen yeah. when they met. When they well, then they had a kid that's two years, so yeah. they're they're still young. And then now he's like you know in a ve- pretty serious relationship, owns a house with a kid. And that happens, and that a lot of guys, a lot of people find themselves in that situation. And women generally, you know, just get on with it. And men tend to regress. So they'll yeah. pull away. And they, you know, they revert back to like quite a childlike state where they do quite immature things, like a pure teenager avoiding cleaning his bedroom. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, and that to me, <laughs> I can relate to that. Am I right, guys? <laughs> well, that to me is how it sounds. Fair enough. It sounds more like that. See, the fact that he's physically removing himself and hiding in the shed. Yeah, you're right. Is actually. literally like a child hiding mm. from like being shouted at by his mum. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you spoke to him, he probably feels very oppressed by the situation. Maybe. I bet he'll say things like, she's always moaning at me, nothing I ever do is right. Like, legit, I can, like, <sighs> hear him in my head. It's always so much better when you play devil's advocate for the men than me. Because it just sounds like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, no, just fucking true. come on. Hey, you fucking nagging bitch, leave the guys alone. Well, you know? it's like reasons and excuses, though. None of that excuses any of his behaviour. you can't address a reason that's Yeah, true, completely. Know? And... Ultimately, I just think these two people are not actually meant to be together. No. And that's sometimes the problem that people need to get. Like, like you don't have to stay together. Like, 
it, it's not that big a deal. I mean, you know? she seems to be fucking doing more work than she would be on her own anyway. I mean, that is the thing. She I guarantee you. She's working four days a week. She's and she's cooking for him. Yeah, and cooking, so, cleaning, doing housework for him. Like, if I can get rid of him, and your life's going to get easier. That's terrible. Don't get rid of fifty percent of the the parents of a child, and then your life gets easier. That's that's not cool. I guess she's she'll be worried though about probably being alone or yeah. times she's struggling. Alternatively, catfish him, kidnap him, and put him in a wood chipper. Oh, I mean. <laughs> But it's not that just even if they weren't together doesn't mean that he wouldn't be in the kid's life or he wouldn't be about. Mm, I guess. You know, he could still be about and a responsible guy. I mean, we all know that that doesn't really work out a lot of the times. No, it does not. But I think ultimately staying in a situation that's that negative is way worse than being on your own. Agreed. Like, you know, not that I would ever downplay how hard it is to be a single parent. Mm. As I said, I grew up in that situation. And it is extremely difficult. If I had to summarise, I would say use all of your charm and ingenuity to guide her to a be- guide them to a better situation. And if that is not working out, then very, very gently prepare your friend for use escape. use the use the compliments use the confidence boosting like get her out shell. She's you know even doing little things like. Take her to like a spa or like get her hair done or like mm. things that like even and I know that sounds really superficial to boost her like aesthetic you know her her the outside her outside yeah but like in reality like they all these things will help we need you need to boost her confidence and how she looks and how she feels and her opinion and her entire self worth will be the only thing that leads her to make this decision on her own yes she needs to see that she is being seen as being treated less than she actually deserves. Agreed. So that's how I'd, I'd do it like that. I would hold, I would bite your tongue and being like, yeah. he's an asshole, leave him. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But just pepper, pepper those statements in, just really mm. subtly, mm. just through nice things. You know, really subtle about it though. Yeah. And you have my thoughts because... I hate holding my tongue and stuff like that. Yeah, Lisa so is, I, you, you have my complete sympathy. This is very much heart. a do as I say, not as I do a situation. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah, I would hate to hold my tongue about it, and I do hate to hold my tongue about it. Yes, like you that. do. Yes, you do. That's why we've got a podcast. <sighs> so okay. I hope that helps. Hope that helps. Uh, let us know. And shall we do the final problem of the day? Yes. You ready for this? I am. I don't think you're going to expect where this is going. Okay. He calls it gardening at night. And I admit, I used to find it mildly humorous years ago. But right now, I just find it unpleasant. My husband pees in the yard. And I find it mildly infuriating. It's really weird. Like, he finds some sort of comfort in doing it. Sometimes he's sitting at home, normally, doing whatever. And goes out in the yard to pee on the plants and grass. Even when the trek to the bathroom is much shorter. Sometimes he's in the second story and goes down only to pee on the yard. Our daughter finds it amusing actually and follows along with the gardening jokes. To clarify, he doesn't pee in public, he just pees on our yard. He doesn't do the same thing outside our home except on cases like hiking and that sort of thing. But I still find it really disgusting when he goes garden at home. I've told him probably a million times, but he says it's not the same, and peeing outside feels much better than our bathroom. 
Is this normal or common? Do most men find it more comfortable outside than at home? Um, am I justified to feel this way about it? Or should I just leave him be? So, weirdly, I feel like I've watched something where this exact problem happened. Oh, you've just seen a documentary about everything, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. The outside pissers of the San Bernardino Valley. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking honestly. So, what do you think my take is on this? I mean, I think your take is let him do it. I'm going to go a step further than that. I'm jealous. Peeing outside is a fucking great feeling. Right, so why? Is it because I the... No. Right, I know exactly why. Do you? Because men are so oppressed because, oh, they can't pee all over the place in the toilet and it's so hard for them to aim. So outside they don't have that worry and no. they can just piss to the wind. No, it's physical. Makes your balls tingle a little bit. Right. It feels like more refreshing. There's something about peeing outside. If I, I don't do it. I don't do it often. If I do it a few times, but there's something about it. Right, but... The th- thrill. Right, this man doing that... I'm peeing. I would fucking murder you if you did that. I know, yeah, that's, that's one of the main reasons I don't do it. <laughs> well, also, we don't have a garden. I mean, I was kind of hoping to have a bit of playful back and forth, but I feel like you're really still in man-hating mode from the last problem, so maybe this is a bad choice. I'm not. I just, it, I don't, it's Look not that bad. You peed outside, I would chop no, off your dickless garden shears. I, I mean, I really Feed didn't you. say that. I didn't say, it's not that bad. It's hardly the worst thing that you could be doing. It is in your own garden. Yeah. I just, what I guess what's oh, always a bit weird to me is see someone having a behaviour that's, it's quite a, just a, oh, I just kind of like it, you know? Yeah. See, to be that stubborn about not giving it up is the problem to me. It's not even yeah. really the peeing in the garden. Because if no one can see in the garden, then I guess technically you can do whatever you want in your garden. It's, it is a bit gross, but, like, it's pee, you know? What is it? It's not really anything, you know? Yeah. It's not like peeing in a bush you're going to, like, you know, what are you going to do? It's not like you're going to eat the bush, you know what I mean? What doesn't really matter. But... Yeah, it's more that's my issue. Like, why, if she hates it so much, why doesn't he just stop? I know, it's I mean, it's... Also, the fact that their kid... Did you say it was their daughter? Yeah, daughter. That's inappropriate. It is inappropriate, you're right. Very inappropriate, actually. Yeah. I'm fuck, I'm calling the FBI, fuck this. <laughs> Can we address the elephant in the room here? Yeah. You're a little bit jealous. Of of the peeing thing? Yeah. I mean, We've had I... this conversation before. Why? Haven't we? No, I don't think so. Pretty sure we have. About peeing outside? Yeah. No, I'm not jealous of peeing outside. I'm pee- I'm jealous about being able to pee with such ease. Yes. It's not really the peeing outside thing. I've peed outside plenty of times. Didn't they feel good though? Not at all, because as a woman it's so logistically difficult. Oh yeah, you get kind of like, get fully bottom, bottom naked and Bottom naked, yeah, but it's the squat Yeah, like, actually so being hard. fully bottom naked in public. So, like, that's why so many like men, when they go hiking, like try to do like a poo and they squat and they just poo it in their own trousers and pull them back up. That's a thing that happens. Is it? Yeah. Well, because well, think about it. You squat with your trousers on your ankle. You uh, really easy poo in your own trousers. What do you mean? What do you mean think about it? I don't need to think about it. How do you think women pee when they squat? Where do you think their underwear and their trousers or whatever it is? I, I thought we just discussed you go bottom naked. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but socks. <laughs> like you're getting ready for bed. <laughs> bottom naked with socks. Yeah, yeah, but you're not going to take off your underwear and everything. You just pull them down. Such a and good then look you for have man, to, isn't it? Bottom naked in socks. And then you have to like logist, like you have to like angle it. Right. So it's very difficult to not piss on your own clothes. Basically, well. it's incredibly difficult. So I mean, yeah, that's what I am jealous with. Government issued sheepies. Also, the fact that you can just shake and you're kind of okay. Yeah. 
like whereas women it's like you know you kind of need a wipe situation ah, yeah, that's a young man's game though that's a, that's a healthy prostate ah so do you, you mean get older there's, 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 there's no shaking like you can shake when you're young but when you get older and you're not shaking shit you can shake it as much as you want there's going to be a little sad dribble coming out afterwards <laughs> ah right okay you got a dab you got a dab for a, t- for a while so do men all dab no, not no. Like kidding me, men don't even fucking wash their hands when they piss. Why are they bother dabbing? They're happy to just have fucking urine soaked underwear most of the day because men are gross. Uh I mean. But I actually have a technique for for cleaning the area uh, in a speedy and efficient way. Okay. Even if you do have an old prostate, number one, take a double square of tissue paper, fold it in half. Number two, this only works for men who are uncircumcised. Grab the foreskin between betwixt your fingers, making a little crocodile out of paper. Number three, vigorously flick into a whirl, like a terrible washing machine or helicopter, and that's going to work all the pee out there and soak it up onto your uh, little paper ah, towel. Ah, because like the foreskin get, creates a little yeah. like well, the, the, the 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 circular whipping. So motion. that's why the pee so the pee dribbles out, but the foreskin sort of holds it and it sort of squeezes it out like a little tap the whole pipe the whole pipe's got some water Mm. blockages up in there because the the, but I don't know why we're talking about this the prostate squeezes it out that's what the prostate does it squeezes out the pee it controls the flow of pee I think I'm not a biologist I don't care right so the guy the guy why is he peeing in the garden because he feels is it just this weird oppressed by his wife and daughter because it's a very female centred household and he's trying to reclaim his masculinity by getting in touch with nature and showing his phallic energy to the moon. Yeah, pretty Because the much. moon is a feminine symbol. So by going outside at night and displaying his masculine dominance, he's sending a message to the spirit of the moon goddess that he is strong and fertile. That's about right. No, right? he's saying, fuck you to his wife and his daughter. Look yeah. at you. You guys can't pee outside. Look how easy it is for me. Lol. He's actually telling them that they're fucking assholes. Okay. So. What a weird thing to have a problem with. I mean, honestly, again, I think for her... Not even a little smile for the moon goddess thing. Nothing. Like, fuck me. I thought I was like, this is is my greatest moment. I can't wait for Lisa to hear this. She's going to be so on board with this. She's going to be fucking laughing. We're going to high five. She's going to say to me afterwards, God, fucking really good, really good work on that moon goddess riff. I was really proud of you for that one. But no, just a blank stare and more fucking he's actually an asshole and I hate him. He just killed himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that she has the bigger problem more because she's asked him not to do it. Yes. And he just disregards that because that's ultimately the, the real shittiness. Hmm. Like in a relationship, if you're just like, no, I'm just going to ignore those requests and just do what I want. Why? Because what, it's really important to you? No, I just like it. I have the strongest urge to go and pee outside. Go and do it. I'll lock the door. Well, I've got keys. I'll, uh, you, you have, we have no locks that you can put on to stop me from getting back into my home, I don't think. Shut up. You shut up. Um, yeah, plus you can see into our garden. That is true. Well, it's quite dark out there now, though. Probably Wait, why am I rationalising? I'm not going to do that. I'm too lazy to go down the stairs, to be honest. People probably pee in our street all the time. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking peeing in my chair right now. <laughs> Just fucking pee freely. I free pee. I pee freely. I mean, it is. I free pee. I free pee wherever I am. I wish I, I peed. I peed my jeans. <laughs> um, I am slightly jealous of being able to pee outside. 
but it's less outside and it's more pee like that easily like standing up mm. with a penis I'm jealous of that slightly would you like to have one for a day? a penis? Mm. 100% what would you do with it? you like smoosh it in things <laughs> no I think I just hold it and just feel the 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 weird phallic energy coming from it yeah to show that fucking moon goddess who's boss <laughs> Jesus. Any, um, any advice before we wrap it up? Because you're just, you, I think you need to just, you need to just have a little bit of time alone to think about much you hate. She needs right to now. put sprinklers in the garden, and every time he goes out, <laughs> turns them on. Obviously, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Holy shit! Yes. I don't know why she's not done that. Like I would have done that after like two weeks of this this situation. <laughs> Inform or, the neighbours so they can set up like a or a get one of those. Car. So like Dave's gran, who was a horrible, horrible lady. Oh, a terrible woman! Just an um, absolute. She oh, had ghoul. this issue. <laughs> she was a ghoul. She she had this issue. Bent perfectly in half like a prawn. <laughs> she was. She pronged herself. She did. I'm sure we talked about this before. Her yeah. proning herself. Probably. She just was like gave up her life and just sat in a chair, fully proned herself. Right, the power of hatred like pulled her in the way, so she's trying to become a full sphere. I know everyone's feeling sorry for her, but she was a real, real. No redeeming qualities at all. <laughs> just, I mean, just the worst. Married a racist. So, so she used to love the fucking birds because that's a really weird thing that horrible old ladies do is love birds right not even like exciting birds it's not like it was a fucking falcon coming to our fucking window box it was some shitty little sparrows you know there are, there are millions of them about anyway right it's not like you have to try hard to get birds coming in your garden no just put a nut here's a nut you don't even have to put anything they just come in anyway that's just how nature yeah, it's like is stand on your tree you know, anyway. there's a crow that comes in our back garden oh, he's a, yeah, so a, the crow's like Wah! and Berbatov's like Wah! yeah it's, he's a real asshole but the other day I saw him standing on the uh, the wires in the street and he oh, couldn't yeah. balance this big fucking crow and it was like a comedy skit for so long he just kept spinning around it was so weird but anyway yeah so she loved the fucking shitty birds right but this fucking huge white cat there was actually a lot of cats in our street this huge cat would come and obviously try and eat the birds so the birds would just fly away now the cat was iconic mm. because it was like this big there's a big giant like you know like pure Christmas tree type thing yeah and the cat had actually made itself like a little dent under the tree where it would sit shit yes do you remember and it would that, sit yes. and just like watch the birds right so as cats do some would say it is the natural order of how things work that cats should hunt birds mm. So what does your grand do? She buys a fucking an air horn. An air horn. <laughs> yeah, like fully, like like, and it was like a can, like a little air canister. Yeah, like a canister, and you know, like I don't even know where she got one of those because you don't really see people actually with those. Yeah, there's actually a cranky old lady shop in the corner. <laughs> She's got like a Stanley knife for bursted kids' footballs that come in the garden. <laughs> but she used to get this fucking air horn and. Sp- thingy to the cat, so the cat would fucking run away. I mean, I'm sure that scared the birds also. Yeah, can I imagine the birds would just be chilling out there? I mean, I think if you're going to have a scary competition between a cat and a bird, a cat in a bush and a bird in a tree, who's more likely to fucking flee when they hear a tremendously loud air horn? Like fucking 160 decibels of just air. Well, I'm assuming cats can, cats hearing is better, so I'm assuming the cat would be very freaked out. But the birds are definitely freaked out also. I don't know, I think the birds more. I think we have to do an experiment. We put Berbatov in the garden, we get the crow, and we chase them with air horns. No, that crow, don't you mess with that crow. I'll come and eat your soul. Crows are not to be messed with. Terrifying creatures. I'll fucking kill that crow. I'll fight it. What? How is a crow different from a raven? Ravens can mimic human speech. speech. Can they? Yeah. Doesn't, uh, does a crow have a black bill? Yeah. 
I'm googling it. You cover so, for me a second. You're right. So anyway, she got this air horn, and she would like let it off every time the cat would come in some weird attempt to try and keep the birds. Now that is back to the original point: is why is that wife not got one of those air horns? I guess her neighbors would hate her. But then I'm assuming the husband would very quickly stop pissing in the garden if every time he like literally unzipped, she let off an air horn. Ravens often travel in pairs, while crows are seen in larger groups. That's the only difference. A raven's tail is shaped like a fan. Oh, sorry, a crow's tail is shaped like a fan, while a raven's tail appears wedge-shaped. Another clue is to listen to the bird's calls. Crows give a cawing sound, but ravens produce a lower croaking sound. That's our animal impressions for the week. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she should get an air horn or sprinklers would be the more neighbour-friendly um, solution. And any time you piss in the garden... Yeah, pop you know, around to your neighbours, right? Pop around to your neighbours. Phone the police and say there's a weird man. No, he might get shot take in a, America. Take a pot bake or like a lasagna or something, right? Pop over the neighbours. Uh, hi, hi, fucking Alan and Tracy, can I come in? Um, do you want to get your help on something here? Um, it's Paul. He is just pissing in the garden. I know, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? Really, really disgusting. I All so of my, my chrysanthemums or yeah. whatever people would He's have. just insisting on it. I need your help here. And what you do is, right, you slip your neighbours a wee fucking cheeky fiver, or probably 20 quid now with inflation, keep me with 20, and you say to them, right, I'm going to send you a text message every time he gets up. I need to be in the garden. I need to scream like you've seen him. Like, ah, put that away. <laughs> so you basically, every time he goes into the garden, you need to be out there. You need to scream. And then you see my daughter saw that. And he runs back in the house, peeing everywhere, getting a fright. Because <laughs> men can't stop peeing once they're midstream. That's just the, that's the rules. And that way, he gets a complex about it. His freedom has been taken away. The moon goddess laughs at him, <laughs> emasculates him, and he becomes a cuckold. Right. I think the sprinklers would have been easier. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think I'd that's so. probably enough. Sprinklers it is. <laughs> sprinklers. All right, definitely see you next week. Definitely. Hear you, hear, no, you'll definitely hear us next week. We will not see or hear you. Right? Yes, that's true. We good? Yeah, we're good. Should we do the thing? Yeah. One, two, three, love you. Love bye. you bye.